Readers Entertainment Radio presents Book Lights with your host, author Lisa Kessler. Book Lights, where we're shining a light on good books. Good morning, everyone. It's Monday again, a brand new week, and we do have a good book to shine a light on today. I'm so excited. Everyone who is a usual listener knows that I get very excited when we have debut authors on because I can remember my debut, and it's just, it's the coolest thing ever to see your own words wrapped up for the first time, and I just love that crazy put the chance for a debut author. Today, you're going to get to meet Yasmin Ongo, who has a brand new book out, a thriller called Her Name is Night. And if you have not read it yet, you're in for quite the thrill ride. But I'm going to bio here so you can get to know her. Hailing from Northern Virginia, Yasmin Ongo is a first-generation Ghanaian, I think I'm saying that right, American, who grew up in two cultural worlds. She taught English in middle and high schools for years and served as an instructional coach for virtual teachers and worked as a freelance developmental and copy editor. So she's very busy, many hats. Um, (laughs) Yasmin received the 2020 Eleanor Taylor Bland Award for Emerging Writers of Color from Sisters in Crime, of which she's a proud member. She lives in South Carolina with her beautiful blended family, and when she's not writing, Yasmin's editing for clients, trying new recipes, or absorbed in an audiobook. I did put a link to her website right there on the Blog Talk site. If you're listening live or if you're listening later, you can click that anytime and find out what she's up to next and where you can um, where you can find her on a podcast or an interview, and I think she I think she also has a newsletter you can sign up for, too. So I don't want to delay any more. Yasmin, are you there? I am. I am. Hello. Hi. Thanks so much for coming to visit with us today. Tell everybody all about Her Name is Night and why they go grab it this week. Sure. Well, thank you uh, for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, her name is Knight, is about Nina Knight, who is a elite Ghanaian assassin um, who, when she is on a mission um, for the tribe, which is a, a clandestine organization of very powerful um, Africans from various uh, African countries, um, and she worked for them. Um, and while on a mission, she sees someone that she thought was long dead. This is a person who had uh, ravaged her Ghanaian village where she lived as a child and killed all of her uh, family and the villagers there, leaving her to be one of the sole survivors. And so she thought that, you know, um, justice was served and, and those people were gone. She finds out that they are not gone. And that changes her mission from that of the tribe to one of her own. She's got to exact her uh, her revenge, and she goes on this journey of revenge and also of redemption um, and, and trying to keep uh, these people from exacting their dastardly deeds again. I tried to sound oh. sensible. Did it work? <laughs> yes, it totally worked. I'm in. <laughs> so is, do you see this being a series or was it just a standalone? 
Yeah, no, it is a series. I just finished up uh, book two in August and uh, just received actually about an hour ago my my notes from my developmental editor. So um, I'm going to dive back in to do some revisions and, and work on that, and then it should come out sometime next year unless they change the date. Um, so, yeah, so there's another one coming out. Exciting. Yay. And same same heroine, is she going to take us through another adventure? Yes, she certainly is. The adventure even things even. So there's some things that I left open in oh. the first one that uh, she kind of needs to take care of in the second. So we're going to see if that all works out for her. Oh, I love it. And I wanted to ask you because when I was reading the blurb, it I mean, it's a big sweeping thriller on all different continents and all that kind of thing. And I wondered what inspired you to write that. How did the idea come together for you? Right. Well, the um, the character kind of came first. To, um, so it kind of came in bits and pieces. Um, I just knew I wanted to write about a, a, a woman because I always write about uh, women um, and, you know, the struggles that they may go through, how they how they get through their struggles and everything. Um, and so I knew that she was going to be someone who was, like, on the opposite side of the law. But I, I wanted to make sure that I had a way for the reader to kind of root for her in a way. Like, there's a reason why she is on the opposite side of the law, and they're going to want to go on this journey with her to, you know, taking care of the business that she needs to take care of. Um, but I think the big, big inspiration for, for writing this particular character in this genre is – um, at the time that I had first thought of her, which was back in 2009, is when the idea of her first came to me. I really didn't see a whole lot of women in the genre that I was um, that I love because I love to read anything action, uh, thriller, um, horror, all of that stuff. Uh, spy thrillers, espionage, whatever, I devour those. But I didn't, I wasn't seeing very many, like, women um, in that pivotal role, if that makes any sense. They were typically, like, the, the damsel in distress or maybe the, the right hand to the male, you know, lead or something like that. And I was like, you know, I want to see myself doing these things, like, you know, the Jack Ryan, the Ethan Hunt, because I love Mission Impossible. Like, I want to see a woman mm-hmm. in that place, and I want the woman to kind of look like me, especially, you know, I didn't see, you know, very many black women um, or right. the further immigrant women in those in those roles. So I said, I want to, you know, do that. I want to see a black woman, and I want to also highlight my culture, because I'm so proud to be a Ghanaian American and, and talk about, like, this culture that my parents lived in and, and grew up in and, and taught me about things like that, shared stories with me about. So I wanted to incorporate all these different aspects of um, the things that I wanted to see in the characters that I read um, and the characters that I watch on TV and in the movies. I love that. When I when I write a book to go, I I always call them book research to go check things out. Were you able to? Have you been to all the destinations in the book? Oh, um, so I haven't been to to um, London, which that's one of the destinations. But I have been to Ghana. I mean, I, I lived there for a couple of years with my grandmother, and then I went back, um, you know, some years later, well, as a child, with my dad to visit. Um, and then my mom, she travels there quite often. 
to to see family because we still have you know all of our family there. Um, and then I've been to Miami is another location, so I've been there as well. So yeah, but I mean I do you know go into the places. If I'm not able to, then I'm doing a lot of research with you know with YouTube and um, you know online TV. I also have you know friends who live in those locations, so I might ask them about certain things and, and, like, what do they think about this. And so I'm always asking people who are in, the, you know, that area of expertise what their opinion is before I, I put it in there. Right, yeah. Oh, that's cool. And so did when you were pulling in of, you know, your, your parents' culture and your family culture, did you share that with them? Have you read your book? Are they excited too? <laughs> okay, so my mom is excited, but she won't read my book because she <laughs> is somewhat, she gets, she's very sensitive, I should say. So she does okay. not watch or, or read books that have, like, killing in it or that are really action-packed. Oh, okay. She likes, you know, romance and those types of things. So I already knew. I didn't even ask her. I just asked. And so when I had to ask her, because my book has, you know, some, some of our language in it, one of the dialects that we speak in Ghana, and I had to ask her some things like, you know, um, you know what, what is the word for, like, killing and stuff like that. And so she was, you know, really, she was like, what are you writing? And, like, why am I, I don't, I don't feel comfortable answering these questions. And, you know, and I thought she was going to pray over me or something like that. You know, she was very, oh, no. I had to talk her through, you know, a few things. Yeah. Um, but now, now that she sees, you know, <laughs> it's come to fruition and, and she sees this hard, you know, cover book and things like that. She's like, okay, you know, I'm excited now. And But so we don't talk about what's in it. We just talk about like the outside part. Um, and my father, unfortunately, um, he passed away in 2010. So he's not able to um, see this. And so that's why, like, the book is dedicated to him. And um, he inspired oh. a lot of the of the book. Um, the father figures is a theme of um, father-daughter relationships and strong father figures in the story. And so um, that is, you know, essentially my relationship that I had with my dad and then also uh, the subsequent um, men who stepped into his role as father figures to me once he passed away. So that's something that I used to really – highlight, um, you know, what a great man, you know, I thought he was and what a great father he was to me. Uh, so, yep. Oh, I love that. And I, I lost my mom a couple of years ago and it was so hard knowing cause she was always one of my first readers knowing that, you know, this is the first book that my mom won't read. And somebody <laughs> pointed out to me, you know, now she's probably reading as you're writing. And I thought, Oh, that makes me feel mm-hmm. a lot better. That could be, she could be right yeah. over my shoulder. Ooh, so like anyway, I'm sure your dad is so proud of you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, I like that. I'm going to, I'm going to take that thought too and, and say that he was with me that whole time. Um, yeah. I like that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. He oh. was coaching you along the way. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> So I wanted to ask, um, you said you like thrillers and horror. Are there any other genres that you, you know, have, have little ideas jotted down or are thrillers right where your heart is? Honestly, my heart is just 
wherever there's a good story. So I will read women's fiction. I'll even read, you know, romance if it, you know, grabs my attention. And I have a lot of uh, friends who are romance writers, so I'll read that. It just depends on my mood sometimes. Um, at the time, I would love to to try my hand at like a horror and um and I started off that I wrote the first that I published, but my first right. book that I wrote was um was women's fiction. Um and I would, you know, love to, to get that, you know, put you know, placed somewhere because I really, really love that story and I think it's a story that, you know, a lot of um friends it's a friend story. It does have a little element of dark. So I think anything that I write will probably have a little element of dark in it because I'm just that kind of person who I like stories that make me think about like certain issues or or things, whether it's, you know, relationships between friends, girlfriends, or, you know, um, romantic relationships or anything like that. So I use my book to, or my writing to really help me kind of think through things that I don't understand about life and the world and people. And so uh, that's what readers will find in this book. There are a lot of things that I didn't understand about, you know, the way the world is um, and, you know, how does a person move from grief? How does a person rebuild after they've suffered, you know, some sort of trauma or grief? And how do they not let that be the thing that, you know, um, that, that, um, defines them, you know what I mean? Um, they make their own right. How to move past of themselves that. And, and, and think. Exactly, exactly. And so that's what this book is. So this book is not only a thriller, it's got a little bit of everything in it, to be honest. Um, but like, that's just what <laughs> I just write whatever is on my heart. And then, and then everybody else tells me where it should be placed. And I'm like, okay, I'll go with that. But definitely, it we had to have some action and stuff, because I love I love to be just energized and, and to have just good action to go with my good story. Right, right. I love that. I I got my start in horror, and I wrote horror short fiction. Mm-hmm. And then when I wrote my first book, I had written it as a horror novel, but there was, of course, a strong romantic um, subplot. Mm-hmm. And that was when Paranormal Romance was first coming up. And I was like, well, I think that I could amp up the romance and maybe tamp down the killing slightly. And uh, so mm-hmm. it, I ended up going into, you know, the paranormal romance angle, because then I can still have my monsters, my death, my action, my high stakes, but the good guys win. And I could live with that. So yeah. it's, it's interesting yeah. as we, you know, try to figure out what we're going to grow up to be, you know, where we all go. Mm-hmm. Right, and I, I want to ask who who inspires you when you read. Like who, which authors do you? And then you go, oh my gosh, I can't wait to get to it. I have to go write. Um. Oh gosh, there's so many. But um, I guess the ones that really started me off, I, I love, uh, probably a lot of people say this, I'm, I do love Stephen King. I love his writing. I think yeah. um, that he he really is prolific in, the, in his imagination um, and in the mm-hmm. places in which he goes um, and he really pushes and he can write a really good scary story and I love a story that like really scares me or really just like resonates with me in one way or the other um and so like that's for horror and then um I've read James Patterson I really liked his Alex Cross series um and um I like Michael Crichton and I like Lee Child um Lee and Andrew Child for the Child Brothers I like those um 
and I like for women, I, I really love uh, Toni Morrison is someone um, that I have read all through uh, my years and some recent ones, let me think here, would be Kelly Garrett is one she wrote like a, um, it's the Detective by Day series and I really love, she just has really voicey characters and so she's another um, African American uh, female author who writes like uh, cozy mysteries and things like that. And so she wrote Hollywood Homicide, and, and I really love her writing. And the, uh, recently out is Wanda Morris with um, all her little secrets. And so that's another thriller. Um, and it's in the vein of, like, um, she's a, the lawyer. Um, so the main character is, like, a lawyer. Um, so, yeah, so there's just so many. It's just whoever – you know what? I'm very flick. It's whoever I'm reading at the time. And the book is so good. Right. I just totally love that person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And yes. Time I, I love. Else, I just totally love that person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I love when I pick up a book, and it's funny that I say pick up a book because I read everything on my Kindle now or my phone. But I still, it's still like I'm picking up a book. But I love when mm-hmm. I fall into a book and it reminds me how magic a book can be because when you get a really good book and it transports you it really is like magic you know Mm -hmm. I go oh my gosh an hour is gone wow (laughs) yes 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 oh and I forgot another author Rachel Housel Hall and um she wrote these toxic things and I read that recently because I had like an event with her and it was such a good book, and it, like, just what you said, transported me into, like, her world um, and what that person, that character was going through. And so you're right, and that's something that I've always, like, um, grown up, you know, I was a, 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 sing, you know, my, a single child, I guess. Is that what they An only child, sorry. An only, only child. child growing up with. Me yeah, too. An only child growing up with my mom. <laughs> Okay, yes, and so my brother and sisters didn't come along until I was 12, but by that time, you know, I had figured out what I was going to do with life, but, like, up until that point, mm-hmm. all I had were books, and all I had was my mm-hmm. writing. Those were my babysitters and my siblings, and so I had to be transported to a different world, especially with my mom working, um, so that I could, you know, like, enjoy myself and not be all sad because my mom was working, so I definitely feel you when you say, you know, something transports you to this whole different world and you're just it's just the best feeling ever I love it right yeah I was I was the only child too and we lived out in the sticks so it wasn't even like there were friends on my street to go play with so it was you know you read a book and your imagination goes crazy and it's just it it keeps you from being bored and it keeps you company and and it's probably Mm -hmm. why we both became writers because we had to invent these people you know in our heads (laughs) exactly So, so I always ask everyone what their writing journey looked like for for them because I know readers out there sometimes think that we write a book and then we follow this path and we get it public, we get an agent, we get it published, and the end of the story. But it usually isn't like that. It's usually different for everyone. So, what what did your writing journey look like? Because it sounds like you got into teaching. You know, did you always think you would be a novelist, or did it? creep up on you one day? Well, no, it's something I had to put down uh, because I didn't think it was feasible for me at that time. When I, when I left high school, 
um, and this was, you know, back before, uh, you know, Twitter and all this other stuff, I really didn't know how, you know, I didn't know a pathway to becoming an author. Um, I know I wanted to write. I loved it, right? But, like, there, I didn't see, so I didn't know that there was a whole publishing industry. So I went to school right. and, and um and then got married and, and had a family and, you know, put my writing down for, a, you know, for a while to find something that, you know, made a little bit more sense to my mom um, and everybody else, which was, <laughs> you know, going into education and being a teacher. And, and, and I loved it. And, but, you, but in being a teacher, I was an English teacher. So writing and, and reading was still very much a part of my life even as a teacher. I couldn't imagine teaching anything else but that. Um, and so that's where I channeled all of my, I guess, authorship stuff is through my students and, um, and, and doing all of that. And when I finally, you know, tried, and I, and I tried to my women's fiction, and this would be way back, you know, when you had to, like, send the, the manuscript, like, snail mail, and you were writing letters, right. you know, and printing them out and sending them with the self-addressed stamped envelope back, you know, so that they could tell you that they hated you or whatever the case is. But, like, so I've been through a <laughs> right. whole lot of rejection. So it was not – so anyone who's mm-hmm. listening, it was not easy for Yasmanango, right? So I spent, <laughs> you know, years, decades trying to – trying to get to this author thing and I put it down for a while so I can, you know, raise my kids. And then finally, when, when I, you know, had a change in life and lost my dad and all this other stuff, I, you know, decided, you know what, I got to do some, the thing that makes me happy. I'm missing something. And that something that I was missing was writing. And I picked it back up and, and, and going for my dream because yes, my dream was always to be a published author. I definitely couldn't do for me, um, self-published because I just didn't have the money or the marketing, you know, thought to go do that. So, um, so yeah, I, I just, you know, tried that. And then I wrote this book and it took me about a year to write this book. I started it um, in 2018 and then finished it in 2019, decided I was going to uh, start querying it in 2020. So in January of 2020, I started, you know, sending out query letters and, and everything like that, and I was getting rejection, even though prior to that I told myself, this is the story I just know. Everyone's going to love it. It's going to be great, and, and just it's going to be so easy, <laughs> and it wasn't easy. You know, I got, you know, almost uh, um, or, you know, over 100 uh, rejections, you know, from or not even any responses back. People were just telling me, no, 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 and then eventually, you know, I had a, a wonderful agent, Melissa Edwards, who finally gave me a yes, like um, I think it was by – June or, yeah, June is when she finally, you know, called me and, and things like that. So it took a while. Um, and that, it, you know, it took me, I'm going to say, it didn't, just because I, I queried this um, or shopped this, you know, in 2020, but my whole path, right, is like decades. And it took a long time right. to finally get that yes. But when I got that yes, for me, then it went like pretty quickly. So it changes for people, but let me tell you, it's not easy. So just be prepared. But also, I'm going to say, don't give up because right before she she called me, I was going to give up. After all those rejections, I was like, you know what? Maybe everybody knows something that I don't know, and maybe I really right. suck, and so I'm going to quit. And so I was going to quit. I was literally going oh. to quit. And then she called and said, hey, do you want to call? And I said, sure. And then I decided maybe I won't quit. And that's my story. <laughs> Yay. 
Oh, yeah. The rejections are very, very hard. And it, it's so good that you didn't quit because every note, if you one step closer to that, yes, um, you know, gets them mm-hmm. out of the way so you can get to the yes. But, but that actually yes. happened really fast in the world of publishing that your book's already out in 2021. Amazon, because yeah, Thomas yeah. and Mercer is an Amazon imprint, right? They were fast. Mm-hmm. Wow. They were super fast. I, yeah, I remember when my, my agent asked the editor, um, Mega, she said, you know, hey, um, when are we looking to publish this? And she was like, yeah, November of 2021. And this was about, um, this was probably in August. Yeah, August of last year that she said this. And, and Melissa was just like, yeah, wow. that's really fast. And I was just like, okay, because I didn't know any better. I just thought, hey, okay, right. that sounds like a long time to me. <laughs> but you are absolutely right. It is a very short time, and it went super fast. So, <laughs> Yeah, and I saw that they already have it out in audiobook, too. Did you get to listen to the audiobook? Is it is is it exciting to hear your story, you know, brought to life by these narrators who are amazing? Right. So I have the audiobook. It's staring at me every day, but I haven't listened to it yet because I was like, I'm just, I'm not ready yet to listen to it. So, um, <laughs> so one day I'm going to finally get up the nerve. I'm such a chicken. I, I'm going to get up the nerve and I'm going to listen to it because even even reading the story back, you know, when I'm reading the book back, if I have to, like for reading mm-hmm. or whatever, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I wrote this. And and so it's very, I don't know, it, it kind of scares me a little bit. And so if I have someone reading it back to me, it might really freak me out. So I've got, I'm like just pacing myself. It's right there. I look at it and I'm like, yeah, is today going to be the day? And then I'm like, no, today's not going to be the day. And so... <laughs> So one day I'm going to read it because I know that it's going to be fantastic, but today is not the day. Yes, yes. Well, I remember when my first audiobooks came out, I was not an audiobook listener. So as far as I knew, it was someone reading you the book. And so mm-hmm. when my first series, Audible put it out, and I didn't have anything to do with it, they picked the narrators, everything. So I didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And so when I started listening and they're like bringing these characters to life and I promise you, you're going to love your book. It's, it was so wild I, hearing them. It's almost like seeing a movie of your book and they, the mm-hmm. narrators, mm-hmm. if if someone listening hasn't listened to an audio book yet, it's not someone reading your book. The narrators are like actors and it, it really adds another dimension to the words that you put on the page. So um, it was it was quite an experience to go. Oh my God, I wrote that. Um, so so I hope that you have that same experience when you listen to yours because it it really they do such a fantastic job. And now I'm a big time audiobook mm-hmm. listener. I love listening to audiobooks. Um, I don't know if you're into those yeah, or not, but they're they're oh no, that's sick. how that's how I I. I yeah, that's the only thing I can do is, is read an audio book because, I, like you said, I like that whole immersive experience. And if it's a good narrator and they can, like, make you feel like that, I'm just like, yes, I love it. Right? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's really something else. So anyone listening who hasn't tried an audio book yet, go try it because there really are. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a whole different way to experience a book. And you can listen while you're folding laundry or doing dishes, or it can make a mundane task really fun. 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it, we're rapidly running out of time, but I wanted to ask you, are you on all the social medias for readers to find you? Do you have any um, – having books come out during the, these plague times has been really weird because there haven't really been in-person events, but ha, do you have some virtual events coming up that people can get in touch with you or what do you have cooking? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I'm, let's see, I, I just had a couple of virtual events and so um, I think they need to like uh, book me for a couple more, um, but you could find <laughs> me at my website, at, which is yasminongo.com, and I usually update that uh, with all of my events, so just keep checking that out. And then I'm on Twitter at um, Yas, Y-A-S-A, writer, um, and then I'm also on Instagram under author underscore Yaz. So you can find me there, and I will let you know when I am next at a virtual uh, event. I've got some like IG stuff um, coming up with some other uh, people. So, but um, hopefully I'll have another like bookstore virtual event, and then y'all can come check me out. Yay! And I, one good thing to come out of plague times, I think, are all these virtual events because. For a long time, if you didn't have the money or the time or, you know, the child care to go travel to a book convention mm-hmm. or something, you were left out. And now everyone has mm-hmm. learned how to use Zoom. We've all learned how to, you know, do these virtual events. And I think it's so inclusive and wonderful that everyone can participate. So I hope that part of the plague stays. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Well, thanks so much for being here today. It was so great with you. And go grab your copy of Her Name is Night. And you heard it here that there is going to be a book, too, that will be out next year. So jump into the adventure, and it's going to be great. Thanks so much for being on today, Yasmin. Thank you for having me. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on Book Lights. Be sure to connect with us at www.readersentertainment.com for articles, blogs, videos, and podcasts that matter to readers.